0: to the Multiversity Manga Club. I'm one of your hosts, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by Walt and Emily. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing pretty good. Doing well. Playing a lot of uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, new expansion.
0: <laughs> I, I wish that I could make myself get into Final Fantasy XIV so badly. That's another thing. Uh, you know, I was joking about Witcher today on Twitter because of the Netflix oh, yeah, show. They- <laughs>
1: oh god they had the
2: first like promo picks right
0: yeah yeah and i joked about how i've just never been able to get into it but like final fantasy 14 more so it's something that i i just want to love but can't make the time commitment for um
2: certainly understand
1: it is it is a lot
0: yeah maybe maybe that tv show will oh yeah work out and i can just consume it that way oh, i don't know geez,
1: that's that's another one that I, I'll believe in when I see it.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't.
1: I don't really believe any of these like live action things are happening until I see actual like production photos and cast lists. Because because at this point I'm like, okay, the Witcher thing is definitely happening. I'll believe that. Final Fantasy 14. Pff, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. No. But yeah, we talked about we talked about it a little bit before. I know you had tried to start it. It's definitely definitely a time commitment and i totally understand not wanting to go through that right now because <laughs> all I of mean, that just yeah. to get caught up because
2: to get caught up yeah. now you basically have to play the equivalent of three jrpgs yeah yeah
1: you definitely it's a it's a long haul
0: <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it i'll, I'll just like enjoy it vicariously through you all
1: <laughs> sounds good what all
2: um, have you been up to
0: well, uh, kind of like a lot of random things, um, took like a uh, vacation last week and uh, <laughs> kind of like, it was like more of a staycation. So we just kind of like hung around here and the best kind. Yeah, the, it really, really was. Yeah. so yeah. I was just, You know, like read and caught up on some stuff and weirdly got uh, back into Splatoon 2 a lot over the week.
2: I still haven't played any good. of those. either
0: it's a lot of fun i think i think it's very underrated It, it i could i could talk about it a lot but i won't
2: is it still pretty active
0: yeah well i'm i kind of the reason i got back into it is because they um so they do these like events every month or two um called Splatfest, and they're about to do the last one and it's like a big it's going to be longer than the normal ones and it actually is kind of like tying up story threads i guess because like splatoon (laughs) has its own like crazy weird lore and stuff and and everything does yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um but it's just a lot of fun (laughs) like the 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 art design and the games are just incredible and and kind of like the feel of the the characters in the world they're just like a lot of fun it's it's a it's a very like distinctly nintendo thing but also a lot more um like hip i guess than a lot of their stuff yeah um it's a lot more like on the pulse of i guess especially like where i feel like young people in japan are maybe
1: yeah it feels kind of like a hip thing. Yeah. More so than some of the other... Like, there was that game Arms that came yeah. out. with a,
2: Arms was strange. Weird. Arms,
1: I think yeah. it was a little too... I don't... I didn't really, like, hate it. I mean, I never played it, but it didn't really seem like it caught on There was a lot all. going
2: on it, with it.
1: It was... Yeah, it was strange. It kind of reminded me of, like, an, an N64 game for some reason. Like, there were a lot of those weird one-off N64 games, like yeah. Glover and... I think Glover was
2: more than a one-off.
1: It was. There's only one, as far as I know. I don't know why. that. I'm just
2: thinking of Gex.
1: (laughs) I was just about to say Gex. Gex was awful. Um, Actually, I don't know if there was a good one. I mean, I only played one on N64, but I guess we're kind of... Veering, very yeah, far as always
0: we, we love to like talk video games at the beginning oh yeah. and this june was e3 we could do a whole podcast on that probably
2: well, uh, absolutely uh, i'm just going to throw away my show notes my notes <laughs> that i absolutely make every time beforehand keep,
1: <laughs> keep an eye out for our n 64 retrospective nostalgia podcast <laughs> where basically we i mean the, the n64 has a lot of bad games but like some of the best games ever too
0: it is very good but maybe we'll do that for Patreon content one day. Um, but today we're going to talk about my manga club pick, Land of the Lustrous, or uh, Hoseki no Kuni in its uh, Japanese title, uh, written by Haruko Ichikawa. Man, this was this was interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys thought. I, just to kind of like summarize my experience, I found the first volume very overwhelming, but then came to really enjoy it in the second and third
2: volumes. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I felt when I read the first volume, I, 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 des- I described it to Emily as like, I felt like it operated under like a kind of dream logic like mm-hmm. it, it, it was hard to like kind of get what was going on and feel like there is a coherent narrative um, in the first volume. But I think that that definitely shaped up a bit more as this series went on. I don't think the second or third were near as um dreamy as the first was. So I would agree. I don't know if I really even when it got more um, coherent, more readable. Um, I don't think I necessarily like liked it a lot. I, I enjoyed it enough. Yeah. But I don't think enough to keep reading. How about you, Emily?
1: Yeah, uh, I kind of felt the same way you did about the first volume, Zach. I found the concept interesting and the characters were... Likable enough um, when they were first introduced, but I found a lot of the action to be like completely incomprehensible. Uh-huh, <laughs> like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if it was an aesthetic thing, like you said, or like Walter said, um, if it was to add to sort of the dreamlike atmosphere, or if maybe the mangaka just wasn't that good at conveying action. Um, I think it was more of the latter <laughs> because for a while I couldn't tell when scene changes were happening, what was going on when they were fighting the Lunarians, who are the, the antagonists of the series. And I just couldn't parse a lot of it. I mean, I, I could figure out basically what was going on, but a lot of the action early on, I, I just couldn't really follow. Um, it, it got a little bit better in the second and third volumes because there wasn't so much fighting. Um, and when there was, I had kind of finally figured out what they were doing more or less. But a lot of the time, it just seemed like I was missing a frame between action sequences. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. y- yeah. Go ahead.
0: So I, I had a hack that I used to make this <laughs> series work. What I, so what I did was I, I, I don't usually do this for manga club offerings, but I read the first volume and then I watched the first episode of the anime. <laughs> And then I read more and that helped so much because That's cheating, I, Zach. I did cheat. But you know what? <laughs> the biggest problem with the first volume was how many characters were introduced and how mm-hmm. similar they all looked. And Absolutely. the defining feature for most of the characters are their hair color.
1: Right. <laughs> I know um, the main character has green hair, but you yes, can't see it. Obviously, You can't
0: see it. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. And it, and so latter volumes do help with that because they have a, um, a character page at the beginning, which is something right. I love when manga do that. Like, yeah, it's, it's like such a nice thing to have. I wish every chapter of, of, of like weekly Shonen Jump books came with like a one page with all the characters on it Kind of like, I mean, Western comics do that a lot, especially Marvel more than DC. Yeah,
2: Do they still do that at Marvel?
0: Some books do. Um, there, like, there was
2: a period of time where they like had almost every book had that. I
0: know every, I know events do. I think every event okay. always does. Um, I don't know if all like like regular books do, but. Just to, you know, if it's been a while that I, since I've picked up a book, it's nice to like have a quick refresher of you know what everyone's name is at yeah. least. And and I
2: th- and I this is digressing a little bit, but I th- I think I mentioned this when Shonen Jump went um, <laughs> completely like a la carte, so to speak, rather than a digital magazine. But they did they didn't have it with characters, but they at least had like the kind of couple paragraph plot summaries back yeah. when they saw a magazine form. Yeah.
0: Which is something else that I miss. Um, Right. Yeah. I guess before we get too much further, like for anyone who hasn't read the book yet, which you should have if you were listening to this, but your choice <laughs> um, but, whatever um, floats your boat yeah so Land of the Lustrous is about this cast of genderless crystal people who fight yeah. these angelic beings from the moon that shoot arrows at them <laughs> and try to <laughs> take their jewels or to take them for jewelry yes um, And that's kind of the basic concept. Uh, The main character is Phosphospholite, who is a very... um, She is a... a, well i guess they are jewel people they are called lust lustrous the lustrous and right. she is the uh, lustrous with a very low hardness so she breaks very easily
2: they've got they've got real life power levels basically. yes exactly
0: yeah. they do they <laughs> do
2: <laughs> the hardness scale that you might remember from your uh high school earth yeah. science class <laughs>
0: And 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 yeah, that's kind of just the general uh, premise. A lot of stuff happens over the first three volumes. It gets pretty heavy in some places, yeah, uh, especially in that third volume. Right.
2: And I guess I guess the other main hook is that Foss is tasked with oh, what do they call it? It's like a it's
0: like a natural, a natural history. Natu- that's it, yes, a natural yeah. history. Yeah. Which that's a thing, again, I guess I'm breaking the rules by comparing this to the anime, but <laughs> there were some differences in translation there. And the the anime translated her job as be as as writing an encyclopedia. So rather okay. than like giving her the job <laughs> of natural historian, they asked her to write an encyclopedia, which
2: okay.
0: is a small difference, but is a little bit less obtuse than the way that the manga pre- presents it. Sure. Hmm. Which again, like for a volume that is extremely unwieldy in a lot of ways.
2: The little things. Yeah, like it
0: helps. Yeah, yeah, because like visually yeah. and and in terms of dialogue, I just kind of found the first volume, like you guys said, kind of dreamy, kind of uh, haphazard in its presentation of what was actually happening.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I did like how it looked. I thought it looked cool.
2: Yeah, just on a pure aesthetic level. It's very yeah. unique.
1: Uh... Yeah, I thought it was a, a very original... Uh concept overall i mean i guess okay i guess the the biggest thing people are gonna people have compared land of the lustrous to is steven universe and yeah in the sense that they're gems i don't know much about steven universe but i think yeah gem, kinda, gems
2: is all i know about steven universe yeah. too i
1: think i think in steven universe they're anthropomorphized gems okay. which are i mean kind of what the i mean exactly what the lustrous are except they're later on you learn that they're like the bones of humans that used to live in that world something like that i guess that's getting kind of deep into the war, I guess, into the the meat of the actual story. So I don't know, I have no idea if the mangaka was inspired by Steven Universe at all. I'm not saying you couldn't come up with this idea on your own. But I mean, as far as I know, I don't think the tone or atmosphere of Steven Universe is much like Land of the Lustrous, really.
0: Yeah, I actually think that this predates, yeah, this does predate Steven Universe by a year.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause I was going to be like, I, I don't know. it Was it made before or after Steven Universe? And I'm not going to accuse the mangaka of like, quote unquote, taking ideas from it. But, but yeah, uh, I, I liked the dreamy atmosphere. It was just that I don't think it, because it was trying to tell a pretty just kind of basic story, I guess, it didn't really help when you were confronted with, dialogue and characters that you weren't that familiar with and then there was action that was hard to parse it kind of it kind of clashed with that yeah Um,
2: i I think that's where the conflict comes in of it 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 seems like it simultaneously wants to be a a kind of out there ethereal kind of experience but at the same time like have define world building yeah. and tell like you know follow specific plot beats and right. such yeah it, it seems like it isn't sure what kind of story it wants to be in that regard
1: so i had a feeling when i was reading it and i said to myself i was like this story is giving me a feeling of something i've seen or read before and i couldn't figure out what it was and then finally a day later i realized what land of the lustrous made me think of it made me think of like, a Fantasia short with no talking. Like, with, yes. like, I'm trying to think of one, one of the nature ones, probably, with, like, Pixies or something. I think there's one, there's one in particular.
2: There's uh the Sleeping, or not Sleeping Beauty, the uh, Nutcracker Suite. The Ascaries. Nutcrackers,
1: yeah. It reminded me of that. I don't know if it was the, uh, the kind of light, and dark contrast that were in a lot of the panels, just the yeah, like you said, the dreamy nature of it—it it just kind of had that going for it. And I kind of, I kind of wish it had just been kind of a more ethereal, dreamy series and not had solid plot. I know that sounds weird, but I think that would have been in service of the aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, not that the plot was really bad or anything. I just think it would have been more interesting if it hadn't been kind of like we're just going to tell a story with these gems. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I kind of, I kind of wish it I had been like. I know
0: what you mean. I think yeah, like yeah, the, the like ethereal, like striking image pages are what sticks out, especially in the like first couple volumes, more than the very dialogue heavy pages. Yeah, yeah. In that way, it kind of reminds me a lot of. Um, later Bleach which like I've not read very much Bleach but it was kind of wrapping up when I first started getting Weekly Shonen Jump Mm -hmm. right and those chapters I remember being like very stark contrast white and black very little like Mm -hmm. grays and and very little dialogue a lot of just you know splash pages with maybe one Word balloon on them of a character saying like just one like the name of an attack, very dramatically, and it would just be this big, stark image, and that's that's what I feel like a lot of this mm. is too.
1: Yeah, because I really liked I really liked the aesthetic of the Lunarians. I thought they were really unsettling. Yeah, for sure. I had, these kind of it kind of had a Buddhist they kind of had a Buddhist motif and also I guess angels. Mm-hmm. Angelic uh, aesthetic,
2: and then like a lotus look when they got lotus.
1: Cut. And when they appeared, there was like a big black thing on the horizon that looked like a star or like the sun coming up, but it was, but it was dark. It was really neat, and yeah, I just kind of I felt like all the stuff about the hardness of the gems and the, the lore. Uh, it was interesting, but I didn't care about that as much as just the aesthetic. And I kind of wished it had. <sighs> not been kind of just a normal uh, i guess shounen story i don't is this a shonen i guess it's
0: a good question it's a seinen yeah i checked the magazine that it runs in uh so it runs in monthly afternoon magazine published by Kudansha, which is a seinen a seinen oh, okay. manga yeah okay
1: interesting so i mean i guess I guess technically it's for adults. It didn't run in a kid's magazine.
0: Right. Yeah. Which it does have some like darker themes, I guess. Yeah. And and some kind of not, it's hard to call it violent because it's not like gory per se, but there are some, (laughs) there is a lot of violence and kind of even disturbing imagery in some places.
1: Yeah. I guess just personally, I wish the story had been more experimental too. See, as experimental re- as some of the imagery which and and the story was was pretty unique from what i've read so far and i didn't hate it but like i said i wish it had matched the aesthetic a little bit better
0: i um i don't know i thought that this was doing some pretty interesting things with like ideas of well i don't know maybe i maybe i'm like digging too far here but there i mean you get into like ideas of like disabledness and prosthetics and right and and also ideas of like gender identity and Mm -hmm. yeah
1: because do they refer to the the um i guess the sensei as a man they call him him i think they do maybe
2: yeah i believe so
1: he's the one that looks the most like a person like a human being
2: yeah.
0: Well, so I read a little bit about this in preparation, and, and I can't, like, verify this, but I, I read that in the Japanese, the lustrous are all e- given male pronouns.
2: Interesting. Mm.
0: But when translated, it's all usually gender-neutral pronouns for the lustrous. Mm. But then the... um. The uh, that third race that's not the Lunarians or the Lustrous, the like sea. The admiral. Admiral,
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was another Latin. It was a Latin word.
0: Right. Which had male and female gender pronouns and.
1: Admiralibus. Yeah. They had the right. The king. uh, The king and or the queen and the younger brother. Yes. And we didn't really meet any specific moon people. But from what I understand, you do meet them later and I don't know if they are actually given genders or they're assigned pro- specific pronouns or anything. But yeah, I did notice that I thought, I mean, to me, I mean, just appearance wise, most of the gems looked feminine, except for maybe I couldn't tell the one with the really long hair. Oh. Blue, blue, long, black hair. I thought Bort. that was
2: M- My boy Bort. Bort. <laughs> <laughs> I could I to take that seriously.
1: I was wondering what the deal with that was. I couldn't figure out what gem. I was like, I've never heard of this gem. Most of the other gems I... I...
0: It's, a, it's an actual thing called a, a Bort diamond. Um...
2: <laughs> yeah, I figured it had to be some kind of diamond since it was uh, Toughness 10. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: <sighs> a diamond is the hardest metal known to man. Yeah. The Heart Artist after Dragon the, Force.
1: After what? Uh uh just, just,
2: just an old two thousand ten ish meme. I thought you Don't were gonna
1: say me. that was from like two thousand three.
2: No, that was too early for
1: memes. Or
2: Dragon Force. Dragon Force. They got big in like big quote unquote in like two thousand seven. I thought they I were think.
1: older than that. Because I think they were
2: around before then, but I yeah. think Anyway,
1: I feel like I saw them open for Bob Dylan or something. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, maybe okay, there's probably a lot of bands with dragon in their name. But I,
2: Are you thinking of like the, ex- <laughs> the extreme like power metal band Dragon Force? I don't
1: know. I don't there
2: think there was they're... dragon
1: something. I saw Bob Dylan in like 2006. There,
2: there's there's Bob G- Dylan Goes Electric and then there's that.
1: Bob Dylan <laughs> Bob Dylan should have gone metal. He should have come out and the '80s with Metallica—that would have been really good. Exit then-
2: night into light. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> we each have to have somebody we can do an impression of on this podcast, so people can can enjoy them, can enjoy our impressions of famous people, and just like the DC3 has there. I don't know the one guy, but but Brian does does his voice whenever. What's, what is his name? Dan, Dandidia. Dandidia. Oh, yeah.
0: But his are really <laughs> just sounds like. Bernie um,
2: Sanders.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, I guess we <laughs> went off on. There.
1: I'm just trying to develop a <laughs> brand my, my, for
2: us. My my bad Dragon Force joke kind of.
1: Eh, it's okay. It took us places. So, yeah, the um, I forget if I was gonna if I was gonna say anything else about the sensei. He was pretty interesting. Uh, I kind of thought maybe he was going to be slightly antagonistic, and I guess he has been. He's been secretive.
2: He's Yeah, he's certainly S- mysterious.
1: I think he probably knows about this, the the history of the Lustrous and the other, I guess you could call them counterparts to human beings, because the Lunarians are supposed to be a manifestation of human soul. Right. And the Lustrous are bone, and then the Admiralists are flesh
0: so so the the lustrous are are i guess they oh okay no yeah the lustrous are heartless and the <laughs> oh and no which ones would be the no i guess the flesh they'd be the nobodies. so that yeah
1: the this but uh wait so did you say the souls are the heartless
0: well okay so I'm, there isn't I'm really like a I'm, bone
2: I'm, equivalence
0: yeah <laughs> The the soul no. and the heart within Kingdom Hearts lore is different, so... Ugh. You're right, there's no bone equivalent. But bringing up Kingdom Hearts, um, the other <laughs> thing that this series did that's, like, right in my... Like, j- just, like, I'm a hard mark for is, like, memory loss stuff.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I did think it was interesting how they could lose memory based off of just losing parts. Mm-hmm. That makes I sense, thought, you know, they're not...
1: I, yeah. I thought this had... I don't think I liked it as much as the fans, the huge fans of this series do. I know there's it's it's fairly popular, I think. I mean I don't I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it since it aired. But I know when it was airing it was it was pretty big and um at least among just fans of anime. Uh and I I definitely thought it was it was immersive, even though I wasn't super, super crazy about it. But I could see the appeal for sure. And I think just again, for me, I don't think I agree with what you said, Zach. I don't think it's not that I thought that the plot or that the story they were going for was really generic or anything. I just think maybe the presentation, the presentation of it, I could have stood for it to be maybe a little weirder and more uh, experimental, kind of like the art was at times. And then maybe I wouldn't have minded as much when I couldn't follow why, where the Lunarians were coming from, what they were doing. Took me a while to figure out they were shooting arrows and that they were deflecting them. And then I guess jumping in the air and then slicing their faces in half. That's... (laughs) Yes, that's what it seemed like. The gems were doing an old
2: thing we know and love.
1: And yeah, I mean, it was good though. Um, I just I don't think I am dying to finish the series. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious as to how much longer it will go. I believe it's still ongoing.
0: Well, so I think it it is too. I kind of wonder if it's on a bit of a hiatus. Like I I was trying to figure that out. Um, and it it looked like it's been. Hmm over a year since the last volume came out in Japan. Yeah. But it's still listed as ongoing, so I, I may just be slowing down a little bit. But yeah, I think it's still pretty popular, but I also, like, I don't know if they're working on a second season of the anime or anything. But I think my takeaway from this, I actually, I really, really liked this a lot. It kind of grabbed yeah. me more than I expected to. But... I'll probably finish reading what I have. I got a bunch of it through that Humble Bundle. Right. I think, like, the first five volumes. And then I really think this is, like, one of the rare cases where I think the anime is the superior way to, like, experience it.
2: Just because of the color. Well, like,
0: yeah, I mean, one, it's, like, it's easier to follow. And, And, yeah, like, it is a series, I think, where, like, the color is really important. Right like it really definitely loses something being black and white which right i guess you could say about any manga series but also at the same time not i don't know i, I don't think anyone ever says like man dragon ball really loses something by not being in color
1: right that being said
2: the full color edition <laughs> they, is are good. Very cool. they are good
0: they're really good
1: <laughs> they look really nice um, oh man
0: but yeah i'm like definitely going to finish the anime i think it's only 12 episodes and covers Hmm. i want to say like the first four volumes worth uh, of the manga
1: does it look good i know it i know it uses a lot of cg it
0: it does but i think it looks incredible i think the cg is really subtle um like in some cases it's it's very extra um uh, especially in like some of the battle sequences sort of but it's it's like very mixed media is like not the right term but there will be like sequences where it seems like some parts are closer to like more hand-drawn animation and then Mm -hmm. some effects will be like very heavy computer generated
2: yeah i get what you're saying
0: right but yeah i i thought it was really visually interesting
1: yeah it looks like it check that out yeah it looks like it leans into that it could lean into that CG aesthetic easier than um, like Berserk or something, <laughs> which I, I I just I just don't trust CG with anime anymore because looking at five seconds of the CG in Berserk like damaged my eyes permanently, and I think <laughs> like I just cannot get out of my mind how bad it looked, and I just it takes a lot to convince me that any CG in an anime is good, <laughs> but I guess it depends on how you use it because. It seemed like with Berserk, at least, it was a crutch for just not having the money. And don't get me wrong. I'm glad. I hope they didn't, like, you know, do crunch to get Berserk out. My God. <laughs> with how they, it looked, but.
2: They dubbed it live. So I horrible strain <laughs> on the animator's wrists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good callback. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Maybe I will check that out. Cause I do yeah. feel like I was thinking that as I was reading, I was like, I wonder if I'd like to just watch this more because of yeah, because of the problems we mentioned and the color thing.
0: Yeah. I would say with like, as much as you have, like having read like three volumes, you could just watch the first episode and know whether or not it's like worth continuing. Okay. Okay. You would probably get a good feel for it, but yeah, it's um, streaming on Amazon prime. Okay. If, anyone has that, has access to that, that's where it's at right now.
2: Sponsored content. Yeah. <laughs> not really. No, it's not. <laughs> but Amazon, Ezo's, if you're he's, listening.
0: He's he's paying for my my anime. He's sponsoring our show. Very but cool. yeah, that's I guess kind of like all I have to say other than just I I really liked this a lot more than I expected to. I was kind of nervous after I picked it that it was gonna be a dud, but I liked it quite a bit.
2: Yeah, and I thought, you know, I didn't love it. I probably didn't like it as much as you. But there, there is a lot of good in there. But, yeah, we'll see. Maybe see about the uh, show. Give that a look. Maybe that'll yeah. push me over the fence, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was a dud at all. I'm glad I'm glad we read it because it was kind of part of the the discourse for a while. And... Uh, You know, if it gets another season and continues, um, which it might because you said there that the anime covered the first four volumes. And from what I'm seeing here online is that there, I think there are like nine out now. So they could easily do another season that covers mostly manga material, like, Uh you know, from the original creator. So, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely probably going to see if I can check out the anime. um, And... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I liked it more than Walter, but I, like I said, my, my issues with it were such that I, even if I continued it, I probably couldn't love it just because I doubt that it would gel the way I want it to. And I know that's me saying, I want this to be something that it's not, but there you have it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, what are we covering next month?
1: Yeah, so next month, we are going to be reading the first three volumes of JoJo's bizarre adventure Stardust Crusaders the famous third part of JoJo's
2: what kind of everybody thinks about
1: them. yes those those volumes are actually now on the Shonen in the Shonen Jump vault I think you can read, I think the whole uh, the whole part is up now. I'm not 100% sure.
0: I think you're right.
1: But uh, also 1 and 2 are there if you haven't read them and you want to get caught up to read Part 3. Though, to be completely honest with you, you don't really have to do that. You can just start from 3. Uh, but Parts so 1 th- and 2 are for good. For a while,
2: 3 was the only one that was uh, officially mm-hmm. released in English,
1: right? Yes. Yes, 3 was the only one because they worried that, I guess... Since 3 was, at the time, I think the most popular in Japan, they were like, let's get the most popular one out here and see how that does. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's kind of a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z situation.
1: Right. But, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Actually, it is very similar. Yeah. And I think JoJo and Dragon Ball started at around the same time. JoJo started in the late 80s. And then Sardis Crusaders was coming out, like, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, so... This is a really famous series, really famous part of a really famous series, and it's one of my favorites. So I hope we all we all enjoy it. We'll see. I don't actually remember how far three volumes into Part Three takes us, but I hope it takes us to some some of the good, funny stuff. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure there
2: will be plenty I mean, of amusing things. Yeah, because
1: I feel like this is where JoJo really hits its stride. I mean, Part One and Two has weird stuff. like i was saying on another podcast, you know you say like wow part one is so wacky this is crazy there's a vampire that like splits people in half and then by part three you're getting to like dogs with stands with like sand power stands and they're i don't know i can't i can't properly describe how strange it gets suffice it to say it's it's very very it's out there yeah
2: we'll look forward to that next month um we're going to take a brief break Then we'll be back to talk about Shonen Jump in the month of June.
0: subscribe. Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, we're back for our second part, where, as always, we talk about some of the books in Shonen Jump for the month. We have a few new books that we're going to talk about, a few books that started in May, actually, but we were waiting a little bit for a couple more issues to to really be able to talk about it. But first, we're going to talk about a book that is ending, uh, much to our surprise and uh, maybe dismay. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Food Wars is over-ish
2: <laughs> R.I.P. to a real one Yeah, poor one out as the, as the kids say
1: Yeah, Slight, slightly surprised Though apparently it had been dropping in popularity Since the start of the uh, underground, uh, the noir arc Underground chefs, from what I understand
2: Yes, well I think it was f- ever since the end of the Azami hmm. arc in general Okay. Um, so like, I believe it started dipping down in the table of contents, which is like kind of an, I believe like unofficial rankings type thing. Unofficial in the sense that, you know, usually like brand new stuff is usually right, one of the first things, if not the first thing, but it tends to be a good way to get the pulse on it. But yeah, I, I believe it's been, it had been declining for a while, so Rather than being like a planned end, and it's another one of those kind of just semi abrupt endings that we've it, come to it, know and love.
1: It wasn't as bad as it could have been, I guess, but you could definitely tell like it was not supposed to end here, I don't think, because there's no way it would have just ended without you seeing Arena actually win you know what I mean, against her mom, which I thought was where this was going to actually end, where it was, I mean, where this, the conclusion was actually going to be, but you don't actually, or was actually going to be, but you don't really see that, do you? No, <laughs> no. not It's.
2: Well, what we do get is that the interesting thing that they're giving it now is a three-part kind of epilogue. I believe it was three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What we do see in the first one, which dropped in just yesterday, is that she won. She beat Soma, but it, yeah, it doesn't really, like, it's sort of like after the fact. You see them holding their respective trophies, but that's about it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So I did the the quote-unquote finale for, I covered it for uh, the weekly Shonen Jump column on Multiversity, Mm -hmm. and... I gave it a pretty scathing review (laughs) just because even though I knew at the time that we were going to get those three epilogue chapters, it was still kind of billed as the finale. And as such, it was, I thought extremely underwhelming and and disappointing. Right.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: Mostly just because it focused. Well, two, I had, so I had two main problems with it. It, it, shifted the focus away from all of the other characters, which I understand that, like, Soma and and Akira... Arina. I was thinking, Niki- <laughs> I combined her first and last names, Nakiri, Nikir- Arina. <laughs> like, are the two kind of main characters, but I feel like Food Wars has been very much about its extended cast, and this, you know, like, final four chapters or so really moved the scope of the series in um away from all of that which was kind of disappointing and not i mean i guess other finales have done that as well but this felt like a whimper more than a bang Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: but then also the last chapter really just doubled down on like the problematic parts of food wars that have been there (laughs) since the beginning
2: right it is it is difficult to like on the one hand it's part of it's the whole gimmick of the series, the whole, like, you know, disrobing and all that. But so it, it, on the one hand, it had to be there in the, if you'll excuse the pun, oh, climax. No. <laughs> um, oh, no. It had to be there. But at the same time, it does kind of, like, undercut this tender moment about, like, Soma and Arina's friendship.
1: That didn't, that didn't really bother me Because like you said, for me, I was like Okay, it has to be there, it's Food Wars Like that. At this point, I can actually Read Food Wars and have that scene And then go into an emotional scene And it's fine, <laughs> I, I'm just used to it now I don't know why, but I am So that didn't really bother me um, I guess I just I mean, it wasn't really even really one thing That was not good It was just kind of overall just like A balloon deflating
2: Yeah <laughs> See, I guess it sounds like I might have uh, liked it the m- most out of us, even though I, you know, it certainly wasn't great. You know, I think that I, while I agree with you, Zach, that the supporting cast is a huge part of what makes the series very good and, and what makes it so fun. A, a huge since the beginning, this whole like you know rivalry of Somo wanting to cook something that'll get erina's approval you know that, that has been kind of like the core conflict underneath every uh, every single one of the different arcs and each villain whether a mini boss or a true boss so to speak that is kind of the real thing that's been going on so if anything i i was like kind of i was mostly disappointed with how with the abruptness of the end they had to kind of Completely sidelined this whole plot of uh with Erinna and her mom, yeah. Uh, it was just like everything that had been like for the past few months had been kind of like focusing on that, and all of a sudden it like it, it, it's completely secondary in that
1: to the Soma and her conclusion, right? Wrapping up,
2: so you know, that's just the nature of how it had to end, I guess, with the with limited time. I think. My thinking is, I think it would. My, my feeling is that I think it was a kind of smart move to be like, okay, we need to, we've got to wrap it up in X amount of chapters. We need to be able to get to that core issue. And I liked right. also how it was kind of an anti climax in a way, how, you know, she was still like, you know, no, still not good enough and everything. Yeah. It, it simultaneously served as a, some, a, a a somewhat meaningful summation of where things were going on while also still doing that thing that you see with a lot of these series that end a bit early kind of looking forward to, you know, uh, the adventures yet to come that right, you'll never I, see.
1: I thought it was a little cheap, but what else could he do really? No. Could they do? I mean, I'm not gonna hate on it too much for that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because like, I, I do definitely agree with you, Walt, that, you know, the, the dynamic between Soma and, and, Erna and and their kind of rivalry is the key thing. And you would expect it to focus in on that. I, I think kind of like you alluded to, it just maybe felt a little unearned, mm-hmm. but to like right. to speak to my earlier complaint, this epilogue is, is that part it is like this first chapter doesn't even have Soma in it. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I'm glad that they're getting, to do this but it's it still feels kind of strange the way that it's being presented you know so, to have yeah. a, a final issue and then to have this three-part epilogue and another uh from what i can tell it's actually running not in weekly shonen jump it's in another shonen yeah it's in a different magazine mag- yeah so hmm. and it's running monthly that. rather than weekly so yeah
1: huh.
2: so i yeah, as of the time of us recording this, only the first one of those is out. I was thinking at the end of last month that this would be our last time talking about Food Wars. Maybe we'll talk about once the, <laughs> epilogues or the epilogue chapters are over. Maybe we'll it, touch on it again. But
1: It can't be worse than the Harry Potter epilogue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: With uh, Soma, Albus... <laughs>
0: Potter what Um, would be worse is if we get a uh, stage production of all the food characters (laughs) as adults and their kids no
2: (laughs) No, see I I, I'm still I'm I'm feeling good about this we'll see how it goes you know three chapters isn't a lot but it's something I think it kind of had to it, it had to address the like central characters first and then maybe, like, you know, yeah. put in a little bit about the, like, supporting cast. I think just narratively, that's how it had to go. I still think when all is said and done, the weakest part of it is going to be how the Nakiri family thing just kind of...
1: Fell apart. Well, yeah. it wasn't completely resolved, and then...
2: Right. Uh, or very abruptly resolved.
1: Yeah, I I feel... So the sad, the sad thing about it is that I feel it was, like, maybe... Okay, I know this sounds like a lot, but in manga terms, it's not that much. I feel like it was like 10 to 15 chapters away from a pretty decent ending for that arc, maybe. Yeah. And I feel like if it had just ended a little... If if they were just going to end with this arc, okay, fine. It's not the best ending, but it. I kind of just wish it had more breathing room. But, I mean, the way things were going, I guess it wasn't going to end the way he wanted it to. Or maybe he wanted to continue past this. I have no idea, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, I guess, how I, I thought <laughs> it was really interesting how this new chapter ended with what seems to be an extended flashback of how right. um, Soma's dad, or, Saiba, is that his name? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Saiba. Yeah, how he met uh, Soma's mom, which is a. <laughs> you mean
1: Joey Oh, yeah, yeah. Joey. Okay. Jijiro, Joey
0: Saiba. Saiba yeah, yeah, okay. Saiba, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how he met soma's mom which is a very interesting choice for the series yeah i'm
2: I'm wondering if that's going to be like just next chapter or is that going to be like going all the way into like the final one and like it'll be half that and then half like actually checking back in on because i mean obviously soma has to appear in like the last chapter yeah i'm I'm sure he's not just going to be a shadow over everything. I don't know. I almost
0: wouldn't be surprised if he was just because of how prominently he was featured in that. Yeah, fair. The first finale. I mean, I, I could see it going either way.
2: We're getting right. the true ending. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, i we've, we've voiced this before, but I definitely think that it really ha- was at its peak with the Aizami. Aizami. Aizami arc. And you know, it seems that the other readers agreed and editorial agreed as it continued to drop. I it was just such a hard standard to not standard, but it, just a high. It
1: was a high th- fence to clear.
2: That that that's the term high bar I'm
1: to clear, for. not fence. What? Yeah, <laughs> it, it
0: was also kind of a logical conclusion if there ever was one. Yeah,
2: that really it really could have served as because <sighs> yeah. to a certain extent everything with erin and his mom it just kind of felt like
1: it was added on
2: and it just kind of felt like here it's the azami stuff again yeah she has problems with her mom too
1: yeah Um, i I did think i did um, there's a
2: different gimmick to it but still
1: right i did find it funny that azami became like a puppy dog after like his look completely softened before he looked like the most evil character imaginable in the series with this like these hooded eyes all the time. Yeah. And now he just kind of looks a little soft around the edges and his eyes are wider. And he, right. He has the little white glimmer. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to say his eyes were kind of black before. There was no shine yeah. to them or something. And now, yeah, it just, he just looks, he looks more gentle. There was he? a
2: bit of a throwback to the, how he like appeared in like the flashbacks with right. uh, Jiuichiro. He was extremely.
1: Interested in him <laughs> and really wanted to be his friend. <laughs> And didn't want him to go away, and just wanted to be by his side forever, like friends do. Uh, yeah, I have my thoughts on that, as, <laughs> as we know. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't really rooting for it or anything. I just kind of thought that was what the story was implying. Yeah, between at least at least one sided on the part of a zombie, right? But I guess whatever, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he still married mana in the end that was kind of that and that story kind of just fell off as i mean that was that was what it ended on so i don't know what else to say about it really i mean we'll we'll like we said we'll talk about it excuse me when we get all of the epilogue parts
2: just do a uh, final touch up
1: yeah and then say goodbye to food wars for real this time
2: unless it comes back
1: food wars 2
2: burrito wars
1: that'll yeah. be a crossover yeah, they should just do a thing with Sanji where he leaves the Straw Hats and uh, does does the uh, Sanji um, it just become the Sanji uh, side story.
2: They, they just continue that. Yeah. Well, I guess it was a prequel to Sanji's arc. And
1: it was, yeah, it was. I think, and then at the end of it, it was like, oh, the ship is this weird ship is coming, and right. it was the Straw Hats, and it was cute. But well,
2: goodbye, food <laughs> Wars.
1: Yeah. It was fun while it lasted, even though I didn't I didn't read the whole series. I started, I want to say, like, how many chapters? I want to say I must have started around, like, chapter a little after 200 or something like that. I've read a lot of it. Yeah, I, I remember I started
0: during the fall classic, I think.
2: Yeah, that's the first about one. When, that's yeah. when I started, I think. Yeah. It is a shame to see, like, one of the series that have I've been reading for, mm-hmm. since I have been reading Shonen Jump go so yeah that is unfortunate in some respects that it couldn't end like in a in the way that i would hope it to like you know have the kind of um ending that i would want for it
0: yeah Yeah, i think that was actually maybe the last of the books that was going on when i started reading that was back 2014 roundabout well one piece Uh, obviously right one
2: piece blue exorcist was going then Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think
0: I actually think at uh, the end had
2: just started.
0: Mhm. And then there was a bunch of jump starts that started soon after that. Like uh, I think Black Clover didn't start too long after I started reading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I started reading Food Wars in early 2016, and then kept on from there. And I started around when he was facing Kuga. Okay. And doing the yeah. thing where was that the fall thing? I do they had like kiosks they set yeah. up and they uh, had to make mm-hmm. they had to make a I fig- profit, I forget what that was profit. named. Yeah, I don't know what it was called.
0: Yeah, I can't remember either. Um that but I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I was trying one, to
0: look it up really quickly.
1: One thing I do wish they'd bring back, and I think this is just just goes for Shonen Jump as, as a whole, not just food wars, but I do wish they'd bring back little profiles on like the front or the front page of the story with like, right. the, like the main characters just because some of the stories I, I'm not reading super closely. So it's just kind of a nice brushing up on names and motivations, especially if I'm starting something too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the uh, moon banquet festival.
2: That's mm-hmm. it, the moon banquet.
1: Yeah.
2: But speaking of starting things, we have, two new series to discuss uh, one of them had started in may the very very end of it that we decided to put it off that is beast children beast children is a sports manga a you know, subject that we've touched on from time to time the last one that ran for an extended period was robot laser beam which well, met its untimely end r.i.p um <laughs> i think that had a i think we agreed that although it was abrupt that had a good ending so, Beast Children, you know, you got to you gotta find a, a new gimmick. Something that hasn't been done before, or at least if it has been done before, I haven't heard about it. It's rugby. This one tiny kid, he loves rugby.
0: He's really fast.
2: Yeah, that's his main... He's a small kid, small, slight. So, that's a bit of a disadvantage. Huh? If you don't know much about rugby, it's a very contact-heavy sport. So... Usually, the folks that you're seeing playing that aren't uh, little pipsqueaks.
1: They're big. Yeah, they're big guys.
2: Broad and muscular. Yeah. But being fast has to count for something, as we'll see as it's going. Zach, what was your feeling about this one?
0: Um, I, it was fine. It didn't really leave much of a lasting impression on me. It felt a little. I mean, this is disingenuous or unfair to say that it felt derivative of other things that I've read just because I think that's like par for the course for sports manga. Par
2: for the course is Robot Laserbeam. Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Terrible. Na, 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 oh. na, na, na. <laughs> um, I actually
0: think that the first couple chapters I enjoyed a little bit more, and the the latter chapters, once he got into high school, I guess, really kind of lost my interest
2: a little bit. I can see that, and prob- yeah. I probably I I hadn't thought about it that way, but I now that I do think about it that way, that's that sounds about right. That I I enjoyed the first couple of chapters more than as it continued on because which is weird because normally with a lot of um series in this genre a, a big pool is the team dynamic and you know you get getting all these like different characters on a team and they've always you know got some issues with each other and have to learn how to work together and all that fun stuff
1: people love that
2: whereas i just don't care about the team no. <laughs> so far we're still very early what are we four or five chapters uh, we're
1: six chapters six. <laughs>
2: still very early but man I, I really don't care about anybody on the team he's on now so far
1: yeah um, it's
2: fine I, it's like a solid five maybe a little bit under
1: I don't like it <laughs> I just first of all I don't think it looks good
2: yeah um it has a style but I don't like that style it, it very looks- much.
1: Uh, it's it's like too... a
0: less good haiku, I think. Like
1: haiku was good, and I, I just don't think I'm that into sports manga because ooh, I don't know how to describe this. I feel like the the emotions that go into a lot of sports manga or stuff, and this is I'm saying this is someone who reads like you know one piece and stuff, but that's like more fantastical in general. But like I feel like a lot of the emotions and stuff that people feel about sports and sports manga, I just like can't relate to at all, and I just feel nothing from it. Or at least like, like it has to communicate it in a specific way, I guess. Like hmm. I, I'm reading this and it's like rugby's great because something about being strong and uh, showing how what you want to win to the other team. Right. And being brave. And I'm like, that does nothing for me. <laughs> I just don't I don't like this. I've just been reading it to keep up with it, but it's not good to me. <laughs> That's all I have to say.
2: Harsh words.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's not the worst thing I've read, but I feel about it the same way I feel about probably like, I think I dislike it more than anything recently that we've read. And I don't, I don't really know why. I guess it mostly is just looking at it. I think it's kind of unappealing (laughs) to look at.
2: I mean, for a visual media, that obviously goes a long way. It matters. It really matters.
1: There is a lot of, um, how do I put this? Male bonding in it, which, which if you like that that's for you that this is this is the series for you um well maybe not the series for you (laughs) there's probably better better stories better sports stories out there i mean we 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 all i think really liked haiku uh which we read a couple years ago at this point like like i think it was two years ago i guess like yeah if you if you just liked the the male bonding and the team aspect just like
2: dudes being dudes
1: hugging each other and i mean i don't I don't know if, like, they're trying to go for, like, if they're trying to imply anything, or if it's just one of those things that sports manga do, where they let the audience be like, oh, wow, these guys like each other in that way, and...
0: Yeah, I, don't I I've, I've been part <laughs> I, I don't think of it's a- communities <laughs> that are very much this without any kind of, like, like... <laughs> I. I, I- yeah, no, I don't feel I, like they're trying to do anything here. I think they're like calling out like a yeah particular subset of yeah yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I and I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with people interpreting sports manga that way. You know of like, yeah,
2: of course. You know
1: if the team members having gay relationships. It's fine, but I, I'm just saying like that's an aspect that people like, and for yeah, me, I mean, I just mean for look, me, like
0: Yuri on Ice, like. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, Yuri
1: and Ice did actually have gay characters. Well that's what I mean. Like that's yeah. what I mean.
0: Like it that's like a key thing that like I feel like got that series a lot of attention. Uh, you know, also yeah. because, like, the animation was really good too. So
1: I, I just yeah, and at least Yuri and Ice like followed through. I just feel like so many of these series were like cowardly about it. Mm-hmm. And they, they give you pretty much everything but what you really want to see and you're just supposed to imply everything, even if the series isn't even about that but then they know what the fans are watching it or reading it for. Right. Eh. Th- just for me personally, there was nothing in Beast Children I liked, really. <laughs> I I
0: uh, echo that
1: sentiment.
2: It's fine, um, but that's about the best I can say. Yeah. And I'll probably lose interest quickly. Yes. Now. Yeah. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it anymore. But something I might think about more is Tokyo Shinobi Squad.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I know we started off with you last time, Zach, but I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Okay. because It's,
1: it's ninjas.
2: <laughs> it's ninjas. It, ninjas.
0: it is ninjas. I do actually have a lot of thoughts on this one. <laughs> um, so I really did not care much for the first chapter. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was very generic, very derivative. Um, I made a Passing Watchmen reference because of how... like rorschach that opening pages yeah. um yeah. i don't have it pulled I've up seen so the I...
2: city's true face or whatever rorschach says yeah but it's...
1: Jin did not say no i won't help you he <laughs> said i will
0: <laughs> yeah so he's good rorschach but the more this book went on i actually really did start to like it I, it's hard for me to not compare it to Naruto, but it is way different, and it has more of like a cyberpunk vibe to it, which I don't really care about that at all. I'm not, that's not really like a genre I'm super interested, but I do think it works here. And I like the, um, I really like Jin as a protagonist. He's kind of just like this anarchist, devil may care kind of like good guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I thought, it, I thought it was interesting how in, like, later chapters, so many of his um, dialogue boxes include, like, a little heart it in will, them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. It's
2: completely, like, changed my perception of him from the first chapter. Yeah. Because, yeah, I got that Rorschach vibe from him as well um, at first, but that, that as we're seeing, that isn't really the case at all.
1: No, he's just a shonen hero. Yeah. A little yeah. bit more, a little bit darker, I think, in attitude than most of them are but kind of a like kind of like a what's his name ichigo or what's the guy's name in bleach Um,
2: oh
0: oh i think it's it's ichigo i think that's right
1: ichigo yeah kind of a little bit more brood not even not even as much as ichigo but like leaning a little more towards the dark but being kind of a positive Mm -hmm. person overall not letting the darkness too much into his heart um, unlike Riku, who
2: we we already had our Kingdom Hearts oh, reference. Right. <laughs> Every time I'm sorry,
1: it's it just poisons. Anytime I think of light and darkness, <laughs> I I can't I can't get away from it. I know that Kingdom Hearts is light.
0: <laughs> I I had yeah. two warm takes on this book. What's that? the first one, which is less interesting? Is just as I was reading some of the chapters, I thought, oh, this feels like it would be. This feels like a maybe like mid-tier like Sony exclusive action game <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like,
0: it's... Uh, I, I just feel like it feels very gamey
1: um, yeah a little bit
0: but then also my other take is this reminds me of like a manga that the two kids in Bakuman would have
2: made
1: oh no that's a good so right
2: it does <laughs> kind of it's It does feel a bit like, let's think of... This this sounds bad, because I do like it. I Um, like it too. But it does feel a bit like, what are some things that are cool?
1: Yeah, and (laughs) it's just, you know, like, here's the ninpo scrolls you can collect. This one takes longer to learn than the other one. Right. Uh, This one takes four years, this one takes two years. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, Zach, it's gamey. And yeah, that's actually... Oh no! Now that you said that, come on! I can't. I can't but stop but
0: to this. balance that out, the the page where the guy turns into a tiger and catches a bullet in his teeth is just the rawest. It. So, <laughs> oh, it's awesome! I love that
1: guy. That was character. so good. Yeah, that character is really cool. I think everyone else except I, I like that the main character is kind of like I guess for the for the world they live in kind of like ethnically diverse and there's Thai people there and the world is a little bit more
2: yeah because at first I was getting some like very strong like anti-globalization yeah uh, there was
1: a page that said like so much for globalization yeah kind
2: of like xenophobic like you know all this freedom of movement has like allowed like crime to fester yeah it's like at first I was like but it seems like that's actually like it was meant as like a sort of like thing that it's going to counteract. I don't think if on. the
1: point of that was that the book agrees with it, that they would have a Thai right, main character, exactly. or at least a point-of-view character, and that many people speak, you know, are multilingual and stuff. I don't think if they were saying that it's bad that they would have that. So I'm not concerned about the politics of the story as much. But yeah, the secretary guy that turns into a tiger, whoa. Coolest dude in the story.
0: Yeah. Also, his name is Taiga. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god! I didn't. I forgot what his name was.
0: Wow. Oh, it's very good.
1: <laughs> I do think it's pretty generic. I mean, it's. I can't. Yeah, like a. Yeah, like like it, I agree with what you said about it. Like having kind of the plot or the, the overarching story of like a game from like 2002 for the PS2 or something like that. Cyberpunk JRPG or I guess action game makes more sense. But
2: and I'd say like kind of the art. It's it's good and I yeah it's very pleasing to look at Um, the actions communicated pretty effectively, which is impressive with like some Mm -hmm. of the more unique things they've been doing pretty right off the bat, like the magnetism and with the, as we said, the tiger scene catching the bullet. Um, So cool. (laughs) But at the same, at the same time, it's like not super unique looking. No, I, I feel like this series is going to continue to be, like a very strong seven, like just it does what it does. Well, yeah. it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it, it seems, it seems like it'll be fun to keep up with.
1: Yeah. 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 No problem. no problems here. I,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I would maybe put it, I think it could maybe like crack my top five in terms of like the books that are being published right now.
2: Sure. I could see that happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: But, I suppose uh, one series ending to two series beginning. We'll see how things are looking next month.
1: I wonder what's gonna stay from this recent batch because so the last one I remember ending that was like a jump that was the equivalent of a jumpstart. I know they don't call them that anymore, but Mm -hmm. was um oh what was the techno delinquent cyber um, delinquent
2: neolation Neolation.
1: that got canceled? Yeah, that lasted for like seventeen chapters, I think. Yeah, um, in,
2: f- in future uh, episodes based on reader recommendations, um, we'll be looking a little bit more at the like unofficial or the table of contents kind of rankings. But I have noticed just when we were like doing some quick review beforehand that Yui Kamiya is already dropping down, and I'm not sure how it
1: yeah. compares
2: to like you know other new ish series. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see what does and what doesn't stick around. Yeah, looking at those lists, it.
0: I know we're going to talk about it more next month, but it looks like we might be sleeping on some of the more popular books right now. Yeah. Like, uh, it looks like Demon Slayer and Act Age are consistently towards the top.
2: Right. I was I was wondering how popular, since those were some of the ones that were added right away once they opened up the new mm, right. service, those those were there. Same with Haikyuu. Uh, yeah, um, I, which I, obviously we knew that HiQ was very big.
1: I I might check out Act Age. I guess again eventually, if since it was fairly different and it seems to be, I think they're filling in back yeah. issues. I wonder if I think they might be finished now. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I'd have
2: to double check. I think that I think that they are with yeah. Act Age. They're still working to catch up with HiQ. Uh, yeah, if so I lose
1: if I lose enough series that i read regularly i'll uh
2: yeah uh, I and mean, we're down okay. one
1: yeah we're down one i mean one piece will never go away when one piece goes away i don't know what i'll do but I'll just
0: stop reading manga i
2: guess
1: The worst thing possible. Now that this thing happened with Food Wars, though, I'm scared.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. What (laughs) One Piece. Just that suddenly, like, its reviews, its, like, readership starts tanking, and it just...
1: I just just got an adrenaline rush just thinking about that. Because of all that time I spent, and I'm not...
2: Luffy died on the way back to his home
1: island. (laughs) I'm not trying to sound too dramatic or anything, but god that would suck so bad
2: i Um, I don't think there's any risk of that
1: no one piece is too popular but like i'm just thinking of worst case scenario something something so bad that people just stop reading which
2: the worst case scenario would be oda just keeling over (laughs) oh no i
1: think oda needs more breaks please let that man sleep
0: I guess mentioning One Piece, that gives me a minute to plug for Multiversity's summer comics binge. I'm reading the first 100 chapters of One Piece.
2: Absolutely. Read what Zach is writing. It's a lot of fun, whether or not you've... I mean, okay, I can't say whether or not, because I have read that um, (laughs) and more.
1: You read up to almost the Thriller Bark, which is like a third of the way through the series now.
2: So, (laughs) but... If you have read it, it's fun. And I'm sure if you have it, it's fun.
1: Oh, it's great. So best shown in series, probably along with Dragon Ball.
2: Right. And Zach, our good our good boy <laughs> of the manga club and DC three cast. And the on online in general. And just on yes.
1: The good boy online and a Kingdom Hearts.
2: Oh man. <laughs> he's doing he's doing a good job, a fun fun time recapping it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: uh, don't get me
0: started on Kingdom Hearts. After we finish up, I'm—I uh, I might have a wild theory I thought of today that I <laughs> would need to share with you all.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> it's
0: gonna be locked content. Yeah, uh, behind a paywall, uh, just like the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts DLC. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that's all we have today. I know we spent a little bit more time talking about a a few books just because we had some big things going on, but next month we will maybe try to circle back on some that we haven't talked about in a while, depending on, you know, what happens in the books and uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the Shonen Jump rankings,
1: I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll do that and we'll see you all next month.
1: Yep. See you then.
2: Later.